10 to 1, episode 97. Top 10 games we want to play on the Dice Tower Cruise. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And welcome to I, maybe our first mention on this podcast of our plans for the new year. We are going on the Dice Tower Cruise yeah. on the Royal Caribbean nice line. Super excited about that. We're, what, just about a month away now? Mm, yep. And gonna go to haiti and jamaica but mostly we're gonna be playing board games <laughs> yeah so uh not everybody on the cruise is uh part of the the convention that they're doing but they are doing a convention we're gonna have a library of board games they'll have access mm-hmm. to and a library some different events <clears throat> game shows and uh they're gonna record a dice tower podcast Maybe we'll make it onto that one again, just like we did the last time we went to a convention. That's true. Should we link to that? Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah, I can put a link to that. Melissa telling a story there at. Uh, I think you were there too. Weren't I you? was there. I wasn't on the. I don't. I didn't make it onto their video. I thought you were in something. Hmm. Maybe not. Not the video, but like an audio thing that they did audio recording no uh the um what's the flicking car racing game pitch car yeah the pitch car tournament we're both on there they're not gonna do a pitch car tournament this year are they they can't they can't do that on board that would take way too too much space it's a boat it's not unlimited space yes there is i don't think it's a whole nother world out there on the waves they might do pitch car at the hotel before we leave, mm-hmm. but they're not doing it on the boat. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> they're not doing it on the ship, and they're not doing a tournament either. Just a, so. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. What are we keeping our fingers crossed for? For pitch car? I would probably the pick up things uh, over pitch car to do. Well. Like uh, the 10 games that are on I'm, my list, for example. No, I wouldn't pass up a, a chance to play pitch car. I'd pass it up. That's an expe- an expensive game, and we pretty much never get the chance to play it. So that's I Melissa's would not pass number one pitch Shut car. Up. That's my honorable mention. So not in the top ten, not in my top ten either. Why don't you tell us, Mister All Knowing, sure. about how you made your list? Yep. So we have a list of at least some of the games that are going to be uh, at least a, uh, I think a majority of the games. That they're planning to make available uh, in their library on the ship. So there's 120 or so uh, that we know are going to be there. So from there, and then based off our list of games that we've said we were interested in playing or buying, I I went on there. Uh, some of them are games that are out of print. So they're games that uh, would be easiest to play here. Some of them are games that... I was really excited to, like, I really like uh, how they looked and thought it was something I wanted to buy. Um, Some of them were things that I was not quite as sure about, 
or things that I liked, but you weren't as excited about. And so, uh, yeah, there's a pretty good, uh, pretty good mixture. Um, I think there's even a, a game that would only really work with a larger group of people. And those hmm. are sometimes harder to play. So, okay. So, what about you? Well, for me, I had a list of about twenty games that I was trying that made the cut, you know, and I was trying to decide which of these I really wanted to play. And uh, the top ten are not necessarily the ones that I think will be the most fun, simply because the ones that I think would be the most fun. I'm already pretty sure that we need to go ahead and buy it right now. Hmm. Uh, the ones that made the top ten are ones that look really cool, look fun, but I'm just I'm not sure if it's if it's all hype. Okay. If if it's just eye candy and if it's you know cool little miniatures or something, but cool little gimmicks and not uh, really a game around it. And then again, there's also some that aren't in print, and this may be our only chance to play them. And uh-huh. so those are going to make an appearance on my list. Right. Yep. Yep. So I have 10, of course. I have 10 honorable mentions. Yep. 10 honorable mentions. I have 20 others that I did not put on the list <laughs> that I can say, uh, if, if you mention them, I will, I'll give them as, uh, I guess an honorable mention, and then Indeed. I have a, and then I have a top ten of games that I'd be interested in playing if somebody brings them, but they're not on the library. You're so such an overachiever. Uh, no, there's just a lot of games that I want to play. Oh my goodness! So. I so that's fifty. I, games. I really want to we'll, check we'll out these top 10, ten, but if we really have the chance, then like the honorable mentions, I'm really hoping we'll get around to. Yeah, because they're the, those are the ones that I thought looked really fun. Do you think we'll have any crossover? That would make things easier. I'm gonna say three. Once we're on the ship, okay, yeah, sounds about right. I'll say two. Yeah, two for sure. One or two possibles. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking probably just two. Okay. So, well, I'm gonna get it started off. So my number ten is a game that. Both of us said we were not really interested in, and it is uh, pretty highly regarded, though, so it's still one that I want to check out, and that is Near and Far from Ryan Lockett, Red Raven Games. Yep. Okay, so this is a game where uh, you're exploring a map, you're looking for uh, the last ruin, uh, recruiting adventurers, and you're hunting treasure and um, you're collecting food and equipment, and uh, you have to fight off bandits, and um, there's a book of stories uh, where you, uh, you know, read read a story, and then you choose how to react, like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of a choice, and then uh, you um, find out, based on what you chose, what what the outcome is in the story and, and what the effect is on, on your character. So... Um, I don't know, we, we watched the review and it didn't really grab us, but in a board game geek, it's ranked 119 overall, which is pretty, pretty crazy high. And, um, I don't know. I do really like the theme. I do really, really like the, uh, the art and the presentation. Well, I like the art. So, uh, so I'm, I'm willing to give, give this one a shot I mean, and 
I'm willing to give it a shot because we won't have any cares, any responsibilities. We'll have all this free time and doing things with you is fun. But I mean, when we've got... Well, that's a given. All of those things. When we've got the world at our fingertips, why would we choose the lesser goods, you know? And I know I that I just explained previously that I did choose the lesser goods, but it's for a purpose. Whereas this just seemed, my purpose is to uh, winnow away the herd, uh, kind of help us thin out the list of games that we are thinking we want to buy. Whereas you, you're just giving in to peer pressure. Everybody says it's a great game. And just because people say it's a great game doesn't necessarily mean it is. And we have both agreed on that with other games too. That I can't remember what they're called right now. But my point still stands. Mm, okay. Well, I still want to play this game. So <laughs> I don't know that you uh, convinced me. <laughs> okay, well. And I'm pretty sure you're going to have one on your list where I can just say the same exact thing to you. So we'll see how we'll see how it goes. We'll see if it comes up. So that's my number 10, near and far. All right. Well, my number 10. And anyway, you, okay, so you want to keep Tales of the Arabian Nights, but you don't even want to check this one out. I call foul. Uh, you you were saying there were some games you uh, wanted to check out because there might be better versions of what we have. This is definitely one of those because well, Tales of the Arabian Nights is, the game part of it is pretty bad. The well, story they, part of it is fun. Game part is bad. If this one has a good game with the fun story part. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like there's as much variety with story. And I don't play we'll see. Tales of the Arabian Nights for the sake of playing a game. I, I play it for the story aspect and finding out who gets turned into a monster or uh, who gains great great riches and fame, uh, etc. Well, we'll see. I don't really care for uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights anymore, so uh, this might be your best chance to play this type of a game with me. (laughs) Boo. The girls will play it with me, I'm sure. Surely. All right. My number 10 is, it has a much more interesting name than Near and Far. It's called Bunny Kingdom. And... (laughs) It's basically you have your clan of rabbits and you're going to lead them to glory by gathering resources and building new cities across the land. And it has these cool little rabbit miniatures and uh, these little cities that you can stack up and make them into uh, one level or two two tier, three tier uh, cities and, and uh, uh, all these cool little pieces and it's a nice art, nice little board. And so you're harvesting your crops and building these cities. And I don't really know too much about most of these games. I watched some reviews, but I haven't played them yet, so I'm not really going to go into great depth about them. But this one looks fun, and it's got a fun theme, and it could be just a gimmick, having little bunnies and you're building cities with them. But it could also be a good game. And so that's why it's on the list, because I want to check it out. I want to find out the truth. Yeah, this one looks fine. Uh, It's not in the 50 games uh, that I was going to mention. But uh, yeah, for the name Bunny Kingdom, it's more of a strategic game, not a definitely not a kid's game. So 
I would play it. <laughs> oh, man. Playing Money Kingdom. All right, so that's my number 10, Money Kingdom. Okay, my number nine is Primordial Soup. It's also known by Ur Soup. That's the German title. And I like it. it's uh this one is an older game. I think it mm, let's see if it's the oldest game on my list. Uh it's hard to tell because the other one is a that doesn't matter. Uh it's a little bit of an older game, 1997 and uh way out of print. It's going to be a tough one if we ever wanted to um purchase it or um, if we want to just find somebody with it. Uh, so this is a good opportunity to check it out. Uh, so uh, Primordial Soup, everybody is sort of uh, an amoeba uh, or a group of amoebas. And um, <laughs> you have your uh, little cubes uh, going around the board. And um, they, uh, well, they poop. And you put out little poop cubes. <laughs> and uh, other... Well, they're not actual poop cubes, but... It's basically, it looks like food, the, sure. the rest of the food. <laughs> Thematically. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you are um, upgrading your organisms, and uh, they're all, like, mutating, and um, you, can, you can purchase new genes and reproduce, and then, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty interesting one, looking on the board at it, and it uh, looks like it would be a pretty... Pretty fun strategy game, kind of a uh, somewhat of a classic and somewhat of a, a grail game uh, to some degree of like a, kind of an older game, hard to get a hold of that I would I would like to play at some point. So uh, it's number nine, uh, mostly because it's hard to uh, get a hold of, and uh, I don't think I would enjoy it as much as maybe some of the honorable mentions that I have. So maybe when it comes down to it, I won't pick this one, but uh, I would like to play this one at some point, and this will be a good time. So this is also one you were interested in, so I, I have a good feeling we, we might see this one. Yeah, uh, I remember, remember la, man, can't talk tonight. I remember when we watched the review for this on mm -hmm. YouTube that it looked really fun, and you've got your little organisms swirling around in the soup, so... Good choice. I'd play this one with you. Okay. That's my number nine, Primordial Soup. All right. My number nine is a game that could very well be just a gimmick. And they tried to build a game around it. And the reason I want to play it is to possibly rule it mm. off the list. Mm. Grim Forest. Oh, no. I didn't think about that. Is that on the list? I don't think that was. Oh, okay. Well, because that one's no. beautiful, and I, I kind of want to play it. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody hasn't. That one would possibly make the at least the honor honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, no, this one is Dice Forge, and basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have dice that you're building. So you've got little sides that you can put on them. You purchase them as you're playing the game, and then you can. Put a new face on your die, and now you've got a new ability. And then as you build up more uh, money or energy or what have you, resources, now you can buy more faces to your die and grow ever more powerful. And they've, they've built a theme around it of trying to earn the gods' favor or whatever. Uh, it it's, looks to me like it's just basically slapped on. It's not really super thematic. But 
it looks like a cool gimmick. You can build your own dice. So I want to check it out. Okay. Uh, I feel about this one like I did for your previous one. It's not in my top 40. I think it is a gimmick, but I would play it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was on our list, and so I want to mm-hmm. uh, find out if we really should get it or not. I'm going to be getting some work done on this cruise. That's <laughs> right. When I'm on holiday, I'm still working. Wow. What a work. What, what a work. <laughs> break. All right, so that's my number nine, Dice Forge. All right. My number eight is uh, the other old, hard-to-find game, Panic on Wall Street. Uh, the closest uh, closest game that you might have played uh, to this is Pit, uh, where everybody's trying to trade cards and get a, a set. Uh, this one is uh there's a little bit more going on than in pit uh there's two different groups so you have managers and then investors and all the managers are um playing a kind of a separate game um from the investors so you're going to have one manager that's going to win and one investor that's going to win so you'll have two winners um but both uh, and and they play completely differently but uh what they do impacts the other group uh, so uh, the managers are the ones that are, um, I think, basically selling um, stocks. Um, and then, um, like, so they're, like, setting prices, and then um, they have to pay fees for their companies, and they're they're purchasing companies, like, in an auction. And then uh, the investors are... Uh, getting shares and then collecting income from the shares. And so um, it's this interesting uh, large group, uh, pretty, I think it's pretty simple. Like um, it's not a whole lot more going on uh, than in uh, any, most of the party games that we play, but uh, really interesting how you have those two groups that are interacting with each other. And I do like Pit, even though it's a uh, really simple um but uh, this would add some strategy to that kind of a system. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing if we can get a group together to play this one. Uh, if we can, that will be one thing that'll be interesting. Um, how many games that we just play the two of us? How many how many things that we uh, grab other people to play with? I guess we'll have to make friends. Oh, uh, we don't necessarily have to make friends. There's plenty of two-player games we could play. You know, one thing I will say uh, about board gamers, and this is going off of my limited limited experience went with the one convention that we went to and uh, the few trips that we've made to uh, board game stores and such, but board gamers are really friendly. And you ask, hey, can I join you in your game? A lot of times, most of the time, they'll say yes. Uh, you know, they're just looking to have people to round out their game. And, and so if you want to have friends, go make friends with board gamers. They're, they're the people to hang out with. That's fine. But if we're going to get through this top 10 list for both of us of games we want to play, we have to be the ones choosing the games, not just wandering up and playing average games with, with people. So that's all I'm saying. Well, we make the friends and then we say, Hey, we're playing this game. You want to join us? And then they're like, hey, I know those people. They're nice people. We'll see I'm if we have time for such trivialities as making friends. <laughs> <laughs> Can we at least make acquaintances? Um, maybe on your off time. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's your eight. That's my eight. Panic on Wall Street. All right. My number eight is called The Voyages of Marco Polo. Oh. So this is Marco Polo's journey along the Silk Road toward the court of Kublai Khan. And so you're recreating this journey. Uh, everybody has a different character, a different special power in the game. And you're collecting resources to help move your caravan along this road. So you got to get camels and uh, money and different other goods. And it's a dice placement game. So you roll your die and then depending on what was rolled, that helps you decide where on the board you can put that number. And I always like those kind of games. Um, and plus it just looks, it looks really cool. Uh, this one is on here because I want to play it, not because I'm trying to mark it off the list or anything. Uh, it just looks really neat. And I don't really remember watching a review for it except in preparation for this, this list. And I just wanted to put it on here because it looks fairly complex. And we don't always get the chance to play a complex game these days. So I'm going to savor that opportunity and find out if it would be worth worthwhile for us to get. Yeah. Yeah, this is one that uh, is definitely an honorable mention for me. This is in the uh, uh, top 20 of games I'd like to play. Oh, good. And uh, I mean, I probably would enjoy this more than um, Panic on Wall Street or Primordial Soup. Um, those are on my list because they're harder to get and uh, near and far is one that I'm less sure uh, that I like, so I'd like to uh, play it and see if it's something I would like. Uh, this is one uh, that's like uh, outside the top 10 just because I'm pretty positive that I'm really going to like this and, and want to buy it at some point because uh, dice uh, worker, uh, like worker placement with dice is uh, probably my favorite board game mechanism. So, um, and it looks really fantastic, really cool. Um, special user powers are... Uh, uh, what's it called? Unique abilities. Yeah, isn't there uh, isn't there a standard term for standard board gaming turn? I don't oh, know. Well, I'll look it up. But uh, yeah, this is a good choice. I want to play this one. All right, so that's my number eight: The Voyages of Marco Polo. All right, my number seven is Quadropolis. This no. is one you weren't interested in at all. Nope. But no, I definitely was. Uh, and it's, uh, city building, which I really like city building. You have a grid and your, um, uh, so it's, it's similar to, uh, Targi, uh, if you've played that with us. That one's nice. Uh, where, Pleasant. yeah, in Targi, your you have a grid of actions that you can take by um, putting characters on the outsides of the grid and then where they intersect is the action that you get to take. Uh, kind of similar to that in how you uh, choose out different tiles that you then put into your city. And uh, so I, I like that tactical, uh, tactical working with a grid kind of thing. And then you're just uh, doing the standard uh, city building thing. So maybe... You want to um, put two office buildings next to each other and you get extra points. Or you put a park next to a factory and that makes the factory uh, pollute the park. And so that's something you want to avoid, that kind of thing. So, um, 
Yeah, it's uh, and it's uh, Days of Wonder. They always put out good stuff. I think we've liked all of the Days of Wonder games that we've played. So this is one that I don't really hear people talk about or, or haven't really seen mm, too much since it's come I out. I wonder why. But according to uh, Board Game Geek, it's the uh, 33rd. 33rd ranked family game. So it's very high. Well, 257 overall. What idiot is getting so on Board Game are, Geek? People are playing and this. Voting for the wrong game. It's not around me. So uh very good. Very good. Well, I've got, this is one I definitely want to check out. I've got two very good reasons why we're not buying this game ever. Okay. Okay. First of all, Targi has way better art. So if you're wanting to Oh no, absolutely to, not. If you're wanting to get that feel of of pieces intersecting, I like the art on Targi better. This and second of all, you already have a city building game. We have Suburbia. Okay, you don't need to satisfy that itch any further. All right. So, which there's a, another one that we're more interested in. What's that? Uh, that Legacy city building one. Charterstone. Uh, yeah, Charterstone. If that that one ever comes out, or if we ever get it, then there, I'll I'll give my approval for that. But but so you Quadropolis can't buy two games with the so same theme. Boring looking. What? Like the moment. That's like very, a lot of these I like games. I like the look of it. A lot of these games. Do you even remember? What it I looks don't like? remember what uh, what they are even about. And so I looked them up on YouTube. Yeah. I started to watch the review, and on this one, the moment I saw it all laid out, it snapped back into place, and I was like, "Oh no, this one is boring. This this did not grab my interest at all." Not good art, and it is I'm really going to say no. So I'll play it with you on the cruise. Oh, thank you. And that'll be your, your chance to get that itch scratched because we're not going to play it again. I'm not well, going to play it again. We'll see if you like it or not. I'm going to hate it. I just know it. We'll see. And <laughs> uh, I'm speaking of filing things away for future reference, uh, next time you want to get a game that has the same theme as a game we have no, I'm not or saying... shares one mechanism Shut up. with a game we already have, then I will veto it. Look, I said you can get Charterstone because that one actually looks like a good game. I'm just saying. These are completely different games. Just because it's got a, a own- theme that you love, but it's a bad looking game doesn't mean we should get it, okay? I love dragons and stuff in games, but I'm not going to go buy every game that's got a dragon in it. Uh, okay. okay. Right, let, let's get to your next game and so I can uh, tell you why we can't. Like oh. it because it's similar to oh. another game we already have. The reason that, my that we're going to play seven Quadropolis. My number seven on the cruise. And trust me, we will play this game is so that we can get rid of a game that we already own. It's called Nations the Dice Game. So uh, I'm no. not sure how we ended up getting Nations, but it's you the You can't super like long... Nations the Dice Game because we already have King of Tokyo, which has the same Yahtzee rolling mechanism. Super long, boring game. Very fun. It's very confusing and a little bit fiddly. It's a little fiddly. It's only confusing it because it was the first time we played a complex game. (laughs) Or not a complex game. It was the first time we had played it and it was a complex game. Well, I mean, there are some games that it's the first time we play it and it's complex, but I'm I'm right there with you and I'm enjoying it the whole way because it's got an interesting theme. This one Uh, does not have uh, an interesting theme. I love Uh, the theme. I don't know. It just, they tried to fit all of history into one game and it Mm -hmm. doesn't work. Interesting. Nations and Dice game, I believe, has the same exact theme. So tell me about how you're interested in this one. It doesn't really try. It's it's trying to, it's, it's a pasted on theme and I'm fine with that. Uh, what? Wait, wait, wait. 
I'm gonna I'm taking that clip <laughs> and I'm going to play it in so many future board game discussions. I'm hoping because you were so many times. I just I can't get into this game because I just don't feel that it has a good theme. I'm but it's see, pasted on. I feel that the the nations uh, for the long one is pasted on too. I don't feel like there's anything that they could have really made work for that. And so what I'm hoping is that you'll like the mechanics of the dice game with its pasted on theme better than the mechanics of the long boring game with its hmm. pasted on theme. And that way we can get rid of the long boring one and I can play the short fun one with you. And never mind the theme, just have fun with the mechanics and beating you. Well, I can already tell you that I'm not really interested in the uh, stripped down, uh, light, more for children dice game version. I'm more interested in the for adults strategic full nations game. Insults and trying to make me look dumb here. I'm not trying to make you look dumb. Immature, not dumb. Immature. I'm trying to make you look immature. I'm just saying that. I prefer more strategic games to less strategic games. I like more strategic games too, but there's a time and a place. And when a short thing, a short version does it a lot better than the long version, but this I one say, won't. let's go with the new and improved. So that is my number seven, Nations the Dice Game. Wow, I can't believe you picked this one just because we have a game that you don't like. That's interesting. That says you a lot. Watch, I'll change your mind on it. Hmm. So my number six is a game Melissa's not interested in. I picked it so that we could play it and uh, see if she is, see if she would like it. Century Spice Road. Oh, actually, this was on my honorable mention. <laughs> That's funny because the first time I watched you, you watched the review, you said no, no, not interesting. So yeah, sometimes sometimes uh, you come around on things. We'll see if that happens with uh, Quadropolis. And Century Spice Road. I'm just fickle like that. Century Can't Spice. Can't hold to any opinions. <laughs> Spice Road has some interesting things going with it. So uh, think Splendor. Uh, That's why I'm interested in it. Is I want to see what's the difference between it and Splendor. Yeah, think that type of game uh, where you can uh, get resources and then purchase uh, cards. I think in this it's. They're called trade routes, and then uh, you're using that to help you purchase additional cards, and you're sort of building up, not necessarily an engine, but you're building up your uh, purchasing power, and uh, uh, there's a little bit more going on in this one than in Splendor, uh, which I like, but um, is like... It's one I would keep to play with people that just want to play a casual game, but um, I don't find as interesting as far as um, strategy or or uh, new things to to accomplish or, or new things to experience. Um, so Century Spice Road uh, maybe will be sort of a, a next step kind of from Splendor is what I'm thinking. Um, it's also really interesting because it's um, a series of games, uh, the first in a series of games, where uh so you have this one century spice road and then oh i don't remember what the next one is called uh century eastern wonders it looks like is the yeah century eastern wonders 
is the second one, and you can combine them. Uh, so you can play also Century Eastern Wonders as its own separate game, or you can combine them into one bigger game. And I think their original plan, I'm not sure if they're still doing it, is to come out with a third one, which is also standalone, but can also be combined. Um, and they would all uh, play separately, but if you put them together, they would all interact and um, maybe, uh, for example, Century Spice Road is how you get your resources, and then Eastern Wonders is um, some other part of the game where you're using those resources or something like that. So I just think that idea is really cool. It's something I would want to try out. And so uh, this one uh, I didn't put on my list. I'm not, I don't think it's on the list of games that are going to be on there, but Gizmos is also a game uh, that's in that sort of... Um, uh, you're getting resources and then turning them into um, more permanent resources that let you get better resources and you're upgrading your engine um, in that same kind of splendor century spice road. Uh, so I'd also, I would, I would try that one as well. Um, I think we, when we saw the review for that one, both of us said uh, it wasn't one we were going to uh, put on our list, um, but I do like this uh, genre of game, I guess. So Yeah. So Century Spice Road is one okay. that I'll try out. Yeah, uh, I'd be happy to pretty, play that uh, with you. I mean, it's a 30-minute game, 40-minute yeah. game. Not so. a big commitment. Right. So that's my number, what are we on, six? Yes. Six. My yes. number six, unless you have anything to add? Nope. Century Spice Road. All right. My number six is one that's been getting a lot of hype, a lot of buzz recently. Hype. hype. And I think it came out this year. It's called Root. Yep. And 2018. it's a one to four player mm -hmm. or two to four player game. And I think it's supposed to be best with four players. Yes. And everybody has a different special ability. It's basically uh, woodland creatures all striving for control. Uh, well, not quite, actually. You've got the cats. They're trying to take control of the forest. The mice are... Uh, the cats are already in control yeah, of the forest. Yeah, and the mice are trying to liberate the forest. The right. birds are just trying to uh, keep control of what they already own, I think. And then the vagabond, I think it's a raccoon, is mm -hmm. kind of going around stirring up trouble, sometimes allying with mm -hmm. uh, people here and there, and then sometimes doing his own thing, and then he's got his own little hidden quest. And so I like that. I like that they're, everybody's got their own their own goal that they're trying to accomplish. Uh, another game that's really like this is called Vast, the Crystal Caverns. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I really want to play that one. <laughs> but uh, Root has been getting a lot of hype lately. And I don't know that we're really going to get much of a chance to ever play it with other people. It sounds like yeah, it's got a the, bit of a... Our kids are old enough. A learning curve. Uh, Possibly. Yeah, I know. But like, when when's, when's the chance that we'll get... Uh, I guess four, three other gamers or two other gamers who are able to really uh, get into the spirit of the game. Ten also, years I've when heard, our kids are old enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come on, girls, grow up. And so I'm really looking forward to this. I have heard there's a little bit of a, a curve in that like uh -huh. it takes several games for everybody to really fully understand what they're doing and then mm -hmm. uh, really... Uh, play to the max, I suppose. Right. So that's but a little paradoxically, intimidating. The the fun part is well, You're for me. All it's the fun. Yeah. Well, the fun part for me is always figuring out. Yeah. What I should the be best doing. Best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So so 
And if you're playing it with with some other noobs as well, then uh, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe it all balances out. Mm-hmm. So it looks fun, and it's got yeah. great art, fun theme, uh, yeah. yep. and so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I want to try it out. Yep, yep. You know I love animals and hats. Yep. So uh, yeah, this one's in my top twenty. Uh, Vast would probably be in my top twenty or top ten. If it were going to be there, it's not in their library, unfortunately. I mean, it but. does have a dragon in it. <laughs> but, uh, yep, good choice with Root. That is a good good one for the cruise. Yep, my number six, Root. All right, my number five is a strategy game. A pretty big, pretty, pretty grandiose 4X game. Um, two to three hour, so... I don't know Buckle how likely up. it is uh, that we'll get to play it, but I'm very intrigued by it, and uh, it's uh, it's one I would really like, I would like to play. So we'll see how it goes. It's Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. I don't remember how excited you were about this one originally. I don't think you. It didn't it... make the top twenty. Yeah, and I don't think when we originally watched the review that it was one you wanted to buy at least. Um, but uh yeah it's it's 4x uh, so it's expand explore exploit exterminate. exterminate yeah yeah so you're uh you're expanding out your your people you have like a an army and you're getting more units and getting resources and uh that i guess that's the exploit part you're you're gathering resources uh from the surrounding areas and then you're exploring uh you're on on a map I think in this one you're in four different islands and there's water uh, that you have to travel across to get to uh, the other the other uh, players and then uh, exterminate so you're you're all fighting against each other and uh, uh, yeah so that's the theme I think it's uh, like elves and dwarves and and humans and orcs so it's kind of that fantasy theme uh, but you're creating uh, water and air and land forces of course hence the the title right. And uh, it's uh, you're playing cards for combat, so I like that. Um, there's a couple different economic systems and a few different resources, and so it's this kind of big game. Uh, it's it's got miniatures, uh, so so that makes it feel even bigger. And uh, no pun intended. And um, yeah, this one is one that I would have a hard time. Uh, buying, I think, is probably a pretty pricey game, uh, and so um, all those things together, I think I would enjoy this one, and, and it makes it one that I I want to check out. Okay, I mean, I don't really have any recollection of it, so I don't have yeah. any prejudices built up so far. Yeah, and I will not go look up any reviews or anything so that I don't get any <laughs> any thoughts about it. I'll go into it with a fresh and open mind. Right, sounds for good for you, my dear. Out of love for you. Tom Vassell liked it. It's got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number five. Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. All right. My number five is our first crossover. It's okay. Primordial Soup. Yeah. Yeah. So it does look like a fun game and one that we'd both uh, put like a two or a three on our list to buy. Uh, three means we really want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that it's no longer in print but will be available on the cruise, made it definitely get onto this list. Right, right. And that's all I have to say about it. Nice. All right. 
Well, my number four is a game that's similar to a couple other games we've played and have been among our favorites. And so uh, it's got that pedigree that makes me want to check it out. And uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you it's Lahav. Okay. So we've really liked Agricola. It was my number two at one point of all yeah, time. How high was it on your three. list? Your number I, three. Maybe number. I think three was the highest it ever got. Okay. Maybe two though. And uh, Caverna, which I've played. Yeah, that was also really high on our list. Uh, it beat out Agricola eventually for me. Right, and it was that and Agricola have both been high on, on my list in the past. Uh, but I'm not hundred percent. I'm not 100% satisfied with either one at this point. Um, so I kind of want to try his other games and see if if uh, maybe one of the others is. Got a roving eye. <laughs> is, Can't be content. Is one that would would uh, satisfy my uh, <laughs> desires <laughs> uh, from this system a little bit more. So uh, Lahav, similar to those games, uh, you're traveling around getting resources and then you're you're building up your buildings. And uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's top top forty game on on Board Game Geek. I think this is um, like Tom Vassell's one of his top five games or something. Still, um, so uh, yep, it's one I want to try. Yeah, and uh, it would be hard for me to it. justify buying it when we right. already own Agricola and have uh, considered getting Caverna. Yeah, so. but Agricola is tucked away up in the closet, not being yeah. played, and we're not well, really ever going to play it again, probably. Yeah, we probably are. I will. Might be time to to cut the cord on that no, one. No, Pull we, the plug. No, we need to keep that one around. That's still a good game. That's still a great game. It's it's so. a good game. I I, I think Caverna still great. did it better. I'm undecided still on that, but uh, great games both, and uh, I'm guessing Lahav is is going to be one we'll like as well. Will we like it more? Maybe we'll, we'll find out on the cruise. So that's my number four. La Havre. L-E-H-A-V-R-E. Sounds very fancy. Yeah. All right, my number four. It's just French for the harbor. Yes. My number four is our second crossover. You want to uh, guess? Quadra... Panic on Wall Street. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Again, because it's no longer in print. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. when we watched the review, we were like, yes, we want this. And right. so I at can least. Can we get 10 people together? We can. I'm sure we can. To play it. I'm sure there are other people who, like us, are wanting to at least play something that is no longer in print. So we can do this. That's my number four Panic on Wall Street. All right. Moving up to number three, and it's a uh, another highly highly ranked game on Board Game Geek right now. This one's number twenty-seven, and it's one that a lot of people have spoken very highly of. And uh, a lot of the mechanisms uh, tick off things that I like, and uh, theme's pretty good. It is Blood Rage. This is, I think, last. On my honorable mentions. Okay. Last place. But I do kind of want to check it out because of the hype. Right, right. Yeah, pretty hyped. Uh, of course, the Dice Tower mentions this one a lot. And I'm I'm positive if we want to play this one that we could find other people to play with. Some of the other ones, uh, like, I don't know if we'll be able to find someone to play 
primordial soup with right uh, a 20 yeah 20 year old game at this point uh, might not get as many takers but uh, blood rage very very popular so you're all vikings and you're all uh fighting against each other of course and pillaging and uh you can die gloriously in battle and sometimes you want to die gloriously in battle because uh, if you go to valhalla then you can gain some some benefits sometimes of course you want to win in your battles and uh so there's uh drafting and uh area control and uh hand management uh with your cards and so uh yep this one uh i think of all the games i've mentioned on the list like i'm pretty sure that this one will at least be will we would play it and say yeah that's a solid game even if it's not a favorite so uh this one is uh one that i'm looking forward to and we should be able to to get played yeah i'm sure if we decide to choose it yeah i i won't seek it out before you know all these other games that i've mm-hmm. got going but right. if there's time sure yeah so that's my number three blood rage all right my number three is a game that i really want to be good it's called mm. cerebria ah and it's basically uh you're inside the mind think of the movie sort of inside out mm-hmm. and uh you're playing as emotions and you've got the good emotions fighting against the bad emotions. And the art in this game is absolutely divine. I love it. I'd almost yeah. buy it just for the art. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah. Hang that up on the wall. Frame it. Mm. But it looks really fun, too. Uh, now, the only thing about it is uh, Tom Vessel on his review said that it could be a little bit fiddly. And uh, he felt like he had to work real hard just to get a point. I think it's the first person to get to 20 points wins. And he had to do like a lot of things, uh, make a lot of ducks line up and uh, make everything fall into place just so in order to get just one or two points. Um, And so it could be, it could be a not very fun game. Could be a lot of work. That's one of the reasons I want to play this game is find out, is it really fun? But I also want to play it because it just looks so fun and so beautiful. And uh, it looks pretty complex, so I'm not going to try and explain anything about the game, especially since I haven't played it. But it looks pretty neat. Yeah, the the art is really, really nice, for sure. Possibly the, some, possibly yeah, yeah. the best art Definitely in a some, board game. Definitely some of the best I've seen. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too interested in the game, but... I would play it. It's not in my top 40. Huh. But I would play it. All right. Well, that's my number <laughs> three, Cerebria. All right. Uh, my number two is one that uh, I know you're going to be as excited as I am to play. Oh, no. It's uh, very highly regarded, oh, no. of course. Uh, you know, top top 50 game on, on Board Game Geek. You have such a way uh, of selling something. The, the, bo- the box has a beautiful uh, sailing ship. You know, I love sailing ships. And uh, it's uh, got this really nice theme of uh, there's different seasons and people are building up their villages. They have uh, tiles where they're building up their villages. And uh, you have some really interesting auction mechanism. Just tell me. And uh, uh, workers are 
arriving on board the ships and coming over and you're getting more uh, resources and uh, it just looks really, really good. It's one that I um, have have almost bought uh, multiple times. It's called Keyflower. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. And why, why, why don't you talk about it and then I, I will say my little piece. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's too much more uh, to add. I mean, city building. Um, I mean, it's got that nautical theme with the sort of, uh, uh, deal, uh, like settling America, uh, pre-revolution, uh, pre-independence uh, America kind of a theme where you're sending off workers of the colonies and really like that. And, uh, yeah, the, you're building up a modular board and then you're sort of doing like pick up and deliver on the board. It's got some really, really cool stuff. And, uh, this is one that could be. Just from from looking at it and from like seeing some of the reviews about it, this could be like a top ten uh, favorite game for me. It looks really good. Well, I'm very glad so, that you haven't ever bought it. Uh, it's it's a top ten game. I know for Joe Wiggins, our friend. Oh, I take that back. Maybe not a top ten, but it's one of his. It is one of his favorites. So uh, top. I don't well, want to. doesn't necessarily. I don't want to tell you it's it his to top me. ten, but top fifteen, I think at least or twenty. Uh, Rado, you like Rado, and uh, it's a top ten well, game for him. I like I like Joe. He's a nice guy. I like Rado. I've never yep, met him, yep. but he seems like a nice guy. Yep, yep. But just because someone likes it doesn't mean yeah. somebody that I know or don't know uh-huh. doesn't mean that I will like it. Oh, okay, it so, so good, here's the thing: all your descriptions before you mention the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was getting hyped up. I was like, yeah, this sounds really yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, but you have made me watch this review at least three times, and then I watched it a fourth time in preparation for this list. Oh, man. Yeah. Because, again, I couldn't remember it. Pretty great, right? It's such a forgettable-looking game. Oh, not, no, no. Not very nice to look at. No. Uh, sort of a dumb name. No. And then on top of that, it just like looks boring. like the Mayflower. Boring. The Keyflower. He uses key for all of his games, so he's got, like... Cathedral and well, that's uh, cute. What are key? Bless his key, heart. Key to the city. Well, yeah, that one's key fine. Flow. Key to the city, but key flower. Yeah. Key flow. No. Boo. Aw. You're trying too hard, buddy. No. Yeah. So I, every single time I have watched this review, I have not been lured in at all, and it's not the reviewer's fault. There are some times that you watch a board game review and it's the reviewer's fault. They're just not a dynamic speaker. They're not good at explaining how the game works. But it's Tom Vassell and he's perfect. He's he's the best. And uh, he still can't sell me on this game. No matter how many times I watch it. And you asked me before we started this list, uh, you know, as I was going through our list of games... If there were any that I thought maybe we could just remove from our shopping list, our our to buy list, and because uh, we're not interested in them anymore, Keyflower was a definite remove. There were a few that no. I was like, well, maybe we could remove these. I'll have to think about it some more. But Keyflower didn't have to think about it twice. So I will play it with you. It had better be amazing. Yeah. Because I have bad expectations for Aww. this. Well, there's also so a couple of those that I that I mentioned, uh, key to the city and key flow, are re-implementations 
of Keyflower. Uh, so I think both of them are simplified versions. So I, that's basically the reason I haven't really pushed for getting Keyflower is because, hey, maybe, maybe one of these other versions we would, we would enjoy, uh, more. So, uh, but I definitely want to play Keyflower and then, um, I'd love to try, try the others at some point as well. So, yes, uh, this is, um, this is definitely one that, that I want to check out. I, I will push pretty hard for this one if we can. I'll play it with if you. We can uh, try it out. So right after that, we can play Ni- Nations the Dice Game. Sure, I'm I'm good with that. That's a good trade. You're a <laughs> So that is my number two, Keyflower. All right, my number two is a game that I have almost bought many times. Okay. Uh, pretty much any time that we walk into a board game store. Oh, yes. And we've got our wallets in hand. This is the one I was referring to earlier, I believe. <laughs> when uh... And I, I look at it, and it just looks so fun. And uh, I always think that it's on our list, and you remind me that we've only put it as a play first, not as a buy. Uh, yes. But this... it really screams hmm. at me, hmm. buy me, play me, <laughs> I'm fun. And I loved the review when we watched it and so i am i am going to push so hard for this we are playing this on the cruise okay so go ahead and tell us what it is takinoko of course so in this uh you are carrying for the japanese emperor's giant panda bear and you're growing bamboo for it in this this garden you've got three different kinds of bamboo pink green and yellow and uh, you're trying to feed his insatiable appetite, but still try and grow the most bamboo. And it just looks like such a fun theme. You're, you're stacking <laughs> uh, this bamboo up top, uh, really tall, and, and uh, so that's pretty cool. It's a, mm-hmm. got a 3D element to it, and then you've got this little panda bear uh, uh, statue that you're moving around, and it's pretty cute, too. And uh, it's beautiful art, very colorful. And, and I just like it. I think it's going to be <laughs> so much fun, and I can't wait. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a cute looking game, and I do like panda bears. Uh, it's not on my. Oh, let me let me just double check. I don't think it's in my forty games uh, that I've been referring to. Um, but you know, I'd I'd play it. And yeah, this is the one that I was referring to when you were giving me grief for. Oh, we weren't we weren't that interested in in near and far and. Uh, now you're <laughs> you're trying to uh, you're you're ginning up enthusiasm for a game that we weren't interested in originally. <laughs> well, this is you with Takinoko. So I think I've always been interested in this. You just Not, got a bad no, memory. No, I, this is why we have a spreadsheet. <laughs> is because we both have bad memories. <laughs> I'm glad so, you finally acknowledge that you have a bad memory. We have bad memories as far as board games go. We we have games that stick out in our memory as games we're interested in, like Onitama is a game that for me every time we go to uh, Books Million, I'm like, oh, Onitama, yeah. And then I look on our on our uh, spreadsheet and oh, that wasn't one we were going to buy. I see. <laughs> so that's you with Takinoko, and uh, <laughs> yes, we can play it. But uh, I, I just dial back, dial back the uh, excitement a little oh, bit. No, no, no. I think you have very high expectations. I have great expectations. For I'm this. expecting. I'm I'm expecting at least four stars. Like a similar. It's gonna be four great. Out of ten. I'm gonna buy it. We're gonna bring it back and play it with our girls. 
Lydia will love it. <laughs> Maybe in a few years. Let's play it first before we decide that. My number two, Takinoko. All right. Uh, my number one is uh, sort of a perfect storm. Uh, it's a game that you're not interested in. <laughs> so this is a good chance uh, for me to to play it and see if it's something that you enjoy. Uh, it's a game that I'm really interested in. Uh, it's very unique and uh, something that um, I, I really want to try. Uh, it's a game for a large number of players, and it would definitely be hard for us to play outside of uh, like our our uh, our hardcore bar- board gaming uh, friends, like uh, friends that we made at the uh, board game store here in Mobile. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess those are the main three things. Uh, so it's called uh, Sidereal Confluence. And it's no. l- let me let me set this one up for you. Oh. It's it's a trading and negotiation game. All right. Uh, so you're uh, trading. Uh, you're you're trading for resource cubes to Ooh. put to put into. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different resources. You're trying to collect resources so that you can put them into. Uh, I think orders. I don't know if you're just like it is just uh you're filling orders or or exactly how uh, so, how exactly the theme works. So but, why don't we retheme this with a going to the grocery store theme? Yeah, that would be fine. Uh, but, you know, people like science fiction themes. Uh, so <laughs> it has a science fiction theme. You're all like a different alien race and you're all uh, trying to collect uh, cubes and put them on your different ships and get victory points. And um, uh, it's... Uh, one of those games where you can do it's completely open trading uh you can trade cubes ships uh colonies uh you can trade technologies um everybody is their own alien race with their own variable player power that's the that's what it was that's yeah. a board, board game term variable player powers uh it's all uh so it's asymmetrical everybody has their own thing going on and uh i guess did i forget to mention it's real time, all simultaneous. So everybody is wheeling and dealing all at the same time. It's all uh, go go go. That part does grab my interest. Yeah, yeah. The, I will say this just sounds like uh, one of the most unique experiences uh, that that we could have, short of something like a mega game. Right, right. So uh, I. Would really like to play this game. I'm not holding out hope necessarily that we will get to play it uh, because it is uh, something where you need, um, I think they say best with six players. Uh, So you need six players that are going to want to take two or three hours of real time, uh, high stress trading and and negotiation. Um, I can definitely see how that would be a hard sell. So, So we'll see. Uh, if if we actually get to play, but if I could pick one to guarantee that we got to play, it would be this one. That's why it's my number one. Well, I don't remember it grabbing me when we watched the review, um, but right. it does sound really interesting, uh, especially that real time. Yep. And uh, yep. and I'm willing to give it a go. I'm I'm not gonna get lump this in with Keyflower, so <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll be. I'll approach it with an open mind, but uh, 
uh, I don't know if, if we're gonna want and play, want to play it. Maybe we should watch a a watch it played video on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So for all ten of these, our both of our assignments, our homework is going to be before oh, the cruise. Nuts. Either watch the video yeah. or go read the rule book. So we're not spending all that time reading the rules. Exactly. So I you mean, don't, we're you don't have, have to memorize up, it. But sure, sure. But at least yeah. read through the rules have once or watch yeah. a watch it played video. Okay. And uh, you'll be familiar enough with at least your 10 games. Okay. Uh, that we can um, have something we can grab off and, and mostly get, get to the table pretty quick. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yep, yep. So... Uh, Yes, I don't know that we'll get to play it, but I would love to try out Sidereal Confluence and uh, maybe even even enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it does sound interesting. Okay. So that's my number one. All right, my number one is on here because it just looks so stinking cool. Okay. And I really hope this is a great game. Hmm. It's called Lords of Hellas, H-E-L-L-A-S. Huh. And so... Uh, you're in the dark ages of Greece, ruled by the mighty gods, wielding advanced technology. You control asymmetric heroes, and uh, you can choose a bunch of different paths to victory. Uh, you can go by uh, uh, doing area control, or you can go out on quests and fight monsters. Uh, it's got neat art and really cool bigatures. That's right. These aren't <laughs> miniatures. They are bigatures. Uh, they are like these uh, huge statues that you can start uh, building these monuments and mm -hmm. you, you build pieces of them and, and slowly you see see them taking shape and uh, that alone right there is just so cool. But I like the theme of it too. I've always been fascinated with the ancient Greek gods mm -hmm. and uh, their different abilities and stuff. And so building a game with that theme and then uh, just many paths to victory. I have really high hopes for this one. I think I think this one could easily be a top 20 game for me. Interesting. So I assume we watched a review of this one together. I have no memory of this game at all. Like I remember the name of it. But even looking at wow. the description of it, I don't remember this at all. What? Let's see if I can find it. Uh, what? What my? Like, did I want to to get this one or? Was I, it I have no one idea. I wanted to play. Let's see, Lords of Hellas. Okay, it looks like I mean it was a one for both of us to buy, so we were, I mean, not super excited. Like it looked good enough for us to get, but. But on the rewatch, somewhat, boy, did it grab me. Somewhat uh, tepid. So interesting, huh? Okay, yeah, I remember nothing of this game, so uh huh. okay. I I do like uh I do like asymmetric abilities. That's pretty cool. Um so yeah. Alright. Um I'm ready to give this one a shot. Yeah. What were your honorable mentions? Alright. So I've oh, got so, sorry, my number one, Lords of Hellas. Yeah. So uh my honorable mentions. Uh so uh just in alphabetical order. Um, the t next 10, um, Airlines Europe, uh, the same guy that did Ticket to Ride, mm -hmm. uh, think Ticket to Ride, but with stocks also involved. Yeah, that would look nice. Yep. Uh, Champions of Midgard. That's um, on my honorable mention. Okay. Yep. Similar to, oh, what's that? Dungeons and Dragons. 
game that we played that uh, you're hiring people to go out on on their quests. It's a gateway game. Do we own it? No, we played a game store. Um, you liked it. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Lords of Waterdeep. Oh, yeah. This is supposed to be uh, similar to that. So, interested to play that one. Uh, Orleans, a, a bag building game. Uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. So, think the game of life, but uh, updated, more modern. Uh, Rising Sun, similar to a uh, Blood Rage style game, but more like diplomacy than risk. Uh, Root, that you had mentioned already, Sleuth. Uh, so think Clue, yeah. but without the board. It didn't grab me. Without moving around on the board, just straight deduction. Uh, similar to how you played Clue growing up, actually, with uh, directed question or directed questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terraforming Mars. Again, another one that we weren't super interested in, but is just Very super hyped. popular. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like top five on Board Game Geek now? It's really, really popular. It's pretty crazy high. Uh, Viceroy. Um, another like Splendor-ish type game. And uh, Voyages of Marco Polo that you'd mentioned. Oh, there we go. And then uh, 10 that are not in the library that if they were, I would be interested in playing them. Uh, Chinatown. Downforce. Uh, racing game. Exodus Proxima Centauri, uh, another 4X, uh, but in space, spaceships going around. Uh, Lagranha is uh, one that I've been excited about for a long time. Merchant of Venus, uh, the classic pick up and deliver. Millennium Blades, the one where you're playing a game like Magic the Gathering, but you're playing the person that's playing Magic the Gathering. So you're playing the person going to the board game store and buying packs and trading them with your friends and then playing the game within a game. Uh, so that's an interesting concept. Mystery of the Abbey, uh, speaking of Clue, this is sort of like a gamer, more gamer Clue. Uh, Railways of the World, uh, so a, a train game, you're building tracks and between different cities and um, you know, like raising money and, and there's stock involved. Spirit Island, uh, a more complex cooperative game where you're playing... Uh, different spirits on an island trying to uh, protect the island from colonists that are coming. And then Vast, that we had also already talked about earlier in, in the podcast. How about you? What are your honorable mentions? All right. My, and in no particular order, uh, my honorable mentions are The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Like you said, uh, it's basically the game of life, but it just looks like it's so much more fun and it has decisions that you can make. Instead of mostly just being all about luck right. and the luck of the spinner. Uh, Dinosaur Island. That mm. one looks like Jurassic Park in a board game. Mm-hmm. Stockpile. Yeah. It looks like a much more fun version of Speculation, which we own. Agreed. I wanted. I want to see if it would replace it or not. I'm sure it would. Speculation was really cheap. was why okay. I got that one. <laughs> I mean, Speculation is <laughs> like a nice game. It's fun. Um, yeah, we don't need to but- keep it. I'm not horribly attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Western Legends. That one looks so cool. Yeah, that one looks good. It's, it looks like the Wild West in a box. Uh, Escape from the Aliens in Outer Space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one looked really neat. Some people are playing as aliens. Other people are playing as humans. And you all have like this grid. And you're just drawing with markers on there. Yeah. Uh, the humans are trying to get to these escape portals. The aliens are trying to catch them and eat them, uh, <laughs> which the aliens can move faster. But if they uh, move too fast, then they're going to give away that they're aliens. And uh, then, of course, the humans will know, OK, I need to run away from them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looks that one looks really interesting. And mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to move that up to my number 11, actually. Uh, <laughs> that if, if we get the chance, I really want to play this game. Yep, that one's top 40 for me, as well as uh, Stockpile. And and that one, I think, would be it would be better with more people instead of just playing it two-player. Yeah, probably so. So, so there is a little bit of a uh, hurdle there. We'd have to get more people. Mm-hmm. But I do want to try it. Uh, Defenders of the Realm. Mm. Uh, I knew that, that one looks really you. cool. Uh, but I want to see how it would be different from Pandemic. Right. Uh, Century Spice Road. Mm. Um, wanted to see if it was different from Splendor. Mm-hmm. Champions of Midgard. Mm-hmm. That one looked pretty complex, but fun. And then Assault of the Giants and Blood Rage. Didn't really okay. have notes on those. Yeah. But I thought about them for this list. Mm-hmm. Cool. Blood Rage mostly because of the hype. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wondered, let's see. I wondered if you would put Clank on your list. No. Uh, because I really, really enjoyed that one. That's my favorite, uh, my favorite deck building game. I don't care for that one. You haven't played it. Yeah, I have. When did we you play, play it? We, honey, we played it with Justin. Justin bought it. Justin Tolbert. That's the game that we've played with him. I uh, described it to his for house. Me? Isn't that the one where? Oh, are you thinking Dominion? No, not Dominion. It's the one where it's got all those little miniatures and you're you're moving your little robot around. No, moving your it's robot. It's backfiring. Oh, you're thinking Mechs versus Minions. Oh, okay, never mind. No, Clank is deck building like Dominion, but you're going down into a dungeon and getting uh, treasure and then trying to run away before the dragon wakes up and, and burns you all to pieces. Yeah, that one burns, sounds interesting. Burns you to a yeah. Uh, if, we're, if I was going to replay a game that I'd already played, that would probably be um, pretty high up there. Okay, yeah. Uh, there weren't any, any real big surprises uh, for your list other than Lords of Hellas that I... I completely forgot about and still haven't remembered. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think we should have a pretty good pretty good list and then I'm sure we'll we'll end up playing games that are not right. not on this list at all. We'll probably play some games we've already played. Um play some stuff with with some people that we meet meet there and uh yeah, I'm, I don't know how many we'll get to. Uh we'll, we'll see. We'll try to do all of them and we'll do a follow-up <laughs> episode letting you guys know what we got to. Well, yeah, we might just do our top ten of all time, and and we'll talk about it on there, or we'll uh, we'll see if any made Aww. on there, and, or well, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We could do an extra little blurb about it. Yeah, we can do a blurb, tack it on there probably. But uh, stick yeah, we'll, around after the credits. We'll see how many we get in uh, with the other cruise type type stuff that we're going to be doing, of course, and then with just uh, just normal uh, meals and. Uh, I'm sure you'll want to take naps and that kind of thing. Well, hopefully, I won't need to take <laughs> as many naps as when we were at when you were eight months Dice pregnant. Team. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, yes. If you do take naps, I am going to play games this time. Unlike uh, last time, when I pretty much just yeah. kind of wandered around and Aww. didn't didn't really want to start anything because I didn't know Aww. if you'd be waking up. No, you go so. ahead and have fun. Yeah. But uh, I doubt you'll I doubt you'll be doing that uh, often or or at all this time. So we should be able to do stuff. Stick together. it out. Yeah. yeah. Wake up early. Go to bed late. It's a yeah. it's a working vacation. Remember. I mean that's that's <laughs> no different from what we already do anyway. Right. Okay. Cool. So uh, let's see. 
Uh, want to do feedback now? Yeah. Okay. We have a lot of feedback. We have a lot of great. feedback. We love it. Definitely. Uh, so well, let's see. Uh, we've got feedback from. Uh, let's see. Let's just go uh, from oldest to newest. Uh, we've heard we heard uh, a bunch from Joshua. Uh, left a bunch of comments on the website. Uh, so I think he he went and listened to a bunch of them at once. Uh, for our Bible stories, uh, he uh, he said he really liked uh, the Genesis stories, everything from Abraham to Joseph. Uh, he he said is pretty epic uh, for uh, brand names. Uh, he and his wife uh, like to buy uh, Safeway. He, right, they're fine with buying uh, generic, more generic, but for things like cereal. They get the good stuff. Yes, and that that's a wise thing Which to is, do. Which is, yep, yep, right on with us. Uh, let's see, for our guilty pleasures, uh, he seconded me on Candy Corn and uh, The Grinch a movie as well. And then for Melissa, he backed her up on Danny Phantom. Uh, he has not seen it, but uh, he said he does enjoy certain animated shows that he did not list. So I'm guessing uh, uh, some similar <laughs> type shows that he just didn't want me to make fun of him for. Feels so guilty about it. He didn't want to share it. But that's okay, Joshua. I'm sure they're great. Uh, um, let's see. He liked listening to our inherently funny words. Uh, and he, for our comedy movies, he said Groundhog Day would be in his top 10. And uh, said his dad uh, really liked the movie and would watch it over and over again, which was kind of meta. Then let's see. Um, well, he also talked about our Twilight Zone episodes. Okay, go ahead with that. He said he doesn't really care too much for the Twilight Zone. Uh, I mean, he he likes how they're thought provoking, um, and some of them are cool, but others are too depressing. Um, or some of the episodes would weird him out. Uh, but he thought he would uh, check out some of the ones that we mentioned. Yeah. So I'm glad we uh, we had that positive influence on you. Definitely. And then moving to our TV show intros, I heard from my brother Matt. He said he loves The Office and Happy Days and Psych, uh, Star Trek, Daredevil, MacGyver. Thought all of those deserved to be on the list. And then he gave us a few uh, that would uh, be in his top ten or or so, and uh, we went and listened to those, so let's give our reactions to those. Pull Dark. I mean, it was nice. It was fine. Uh, Monk. I think that was the one that we thought was good, right? Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah. Uh, High Chaparral. I don't... Western. Yeah. Yeah, pretty standard. Yeah. It was fine. It was good. Uh, Downton Abbey. I don't really remember that one either. Yeah, it's like, it's another one of those, like, close-ups of yeah. people doing, uh, like, folding napkins and stuff. It was good. It was good. Those are all good. Uh, and then he said, after hearing the Game of Thrones, he agrees with you. That would definitely be his number one. Yeah. Now, Matt, I really appreciate the feedback, and I always love it when people agree with me. I did think it was a little funny, though, that your feedback on our TV show intros list was posted on our pregnancy and postpartum advice list. Yeah, he just posted and on our on our most recent episode, so that's fine. It is a little funny to me, though. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Did you even listen to that episode, Matt? <laughs> uh, and then uh, my brother Zach, uh, for the TV show intros, 
said he liked our lists, and he would probably also include uh, the original series Star Trek and The Flash and Perry Mason, which we did we forget to go to. listen to Perry Mason. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll listen to that. Yeah, we'll we'll listen to that tonight, and we'll we'll get back in our feedback for next episode. And uh, let you know what we think about that, Zach. So uh, thanks, everybody, for writing in. Yeah. Always makes us so happy when we get feedback. Yeah, we got a ton of feedback uh, since our last episode, uh, since it's been a little while since our last episode. But uh, we're chugging along. We're going to get to 100 before the end of the year. So go ahead and uh, send us in your favorite episode uh, for uh, this first 99 that we've done or or will have done. Uh, What is your favorite that we've done? Let us know. We'll we'll include that on our episode 100, where we reveal our 10 favorite that we've done. Uh, also, give us some feedback for this episode. Let us know uh, if there's any board games you think we should check out on the cruise, or which ones that we described uh, that you think sound interesting that you'd most like to check out. You can email us, tto at cozer.us. You can also go to our website, tto.cozer.us slash 97. You can see a list of all of the uh, board games that we mentioned in our top tens uh, with links to Board Game Geek, so you can go check those out. And then, um, yep, leave us a comment there on the website, and you can uh, look forward to hearing what we thought of hopefully most of these games, or all of them, uh, when we get back from our trip, uh, which will be in January. So, uh, looking forward to on that podcast. Alright, I think that wraps this up. Our next episode is going to be Top 10 Christmas Songs. Yay! Until then, I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Okay, so Brian's gonna read... The rest of his games, in case you haven't heard enough board game names. Yeah. And Melissa's going to give a thumbs up or thumbs down. Alien Frontiers, mm-hmm. which we've already played. Up. Automania. Down. Baron Park. I don't remember. Uh, it's like you're making up a, a park uh, for bears. Oh bears. Go- oh, goodness. Honey. Thumbs up for bears. Biblios. Yes. CV. Yes. Camel Up. Yes. Celestia. Yes. Clank? Yeah. Colosseum? Yes. El Grande? Sure. Hail Hydra? Yes. Innovation, thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) You just answered for me, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, you're not interested in that one, remember? Do you remember Innovation? No. I guess there's a reason. Yeah, Yeah. Magic Maze? Yes. Nothing personal? No. Aw. Don't, I'm sure Tom Vassell's not listening to this, but somewhere he's crying. <laughs> Photosynthesis. No. No. Stockpile. Oh, we already talked about that one. Thunder Alley. I don't remember. That's the NASCAR it. game. Meh. Trade on the Tigris. No. Yokohama. No. Well, I doubt we'll get to any of those anyway. <laughs>